So when I got to orientation, um, you know, I came with about, I think it was $2 in my pocket, maybe 100 bucks left back at the house for the wife and the kids. And I just kept praying about it and saying, I can't fail my family. You know, this has got to be a go-go situation. And just putting Christ first in front of everything, praying, stepping out in faith, and uh, doing what I do best, and him doing what he does best, uh, my career here in the last six years has just absolutely blown up. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. Hey everyone, I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 36 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. We've got a special feature exchange with a guest host coming up in a bit, but first, I'm sitting down with Peg Balducci, who is the team leader in 40X for our safety and development team. They've put a lot of work into building out remedial training and ramping up the use of Carrier's Edge, and I'll let Peg give the details on all of the above, so... Here is the final spotlight in our third round of 40X featuring the safety and development team. Yeah. Well, hey, Peg, um, your team, the safety team from HR, uh, I want to say first off that you guys have one of the, probably one of the biggest, most impressive scoreboards. I know the, the shop team has like a huge uh, whiteboard out there, but you guys have a rather involved scoreboard to track your progress through this round of 40X. And I'm going to paint the picture here. You've basically got a, a receiving dock warehouse on this big board. And then there's a bunch of trucks sitting outside waiting to dock or some already docked. Uh, inside the the dock is a bunch of boxes or, you know, freight. wooden cubes, freight. Uh, so, but this all represents what you guys have been trying to do this whole time. And that is that uh, you've been working on increasing the usage of Carrier's Edge. Is that right? That is correct. Now, you want to tell us a little bit about Carrier's Edge and what it is there for, what it, what we're using it for? Yes, we are using it for um, not only remedial-type training, um, but also just regular monthly training for all drivers. We also, I think the ESOP committee uses that as another way to mm-hmm. – push information out to everybody. Um, and I would like to, I think our group would like to see that used even more and grow that way. Yeah. So your goal was to achieve a certain um, rate of usage, right? Percentage right. across yes. the board. Mm-hmm. What was that goal? Our goal was 75%. And we started around 23%. Okay. And we thought that we could get it to 75 by the end of August. And we are floundering a little bit at 47% right okay, now. so almost at 50%. It went up to 51-ish, I think, um, and then fell back off. And so that was our struggle currently is trying to figure out how to um, and get drivers get, to do this. Yeah, and get, get, and get over stay, that hump there and figure out what, mm-hmm. why that is. Well, so some of the things that you, you had lead measures in place to try to help push that along. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of them, so we'll talk about on that scoreboard, then you had all these trucks uh, sitting outside waiting to dock mm-hmm. and each of them represented something that you had to do. 
uh, what were, what was it that you were doing with those? There was 18 trucks out there, right? Yep, so eight, docks. 18 docks and 18 trucks, and um, each dock represented a de- deliverable that we would create, whether it's remedial or just a monthly training. As we completed each module in Carriage Edge and then pushed out when we needed it for either remedial or the monthly mm-hmm. training, um, then we would dock one of the trucks. Dock the truck. So basically you were working on building out some of the content in Carrier's Edge. Now Carrier's Edge comes with its own set of content. Correct. But we're working on more specific stuff for NewSpam, the remedial training and such uh, to add to that. Hopefully, you know, that's a little bit more relevant to the drivers even still. Correct. Yeah. So I think we were able to use some of the programs or modules that were already there and then create some of our own. Yeah. So are all of those docs full? They are full, and we actually have 19, so we have hey, to create. you got a waiting list now. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy that's sitting out at the, the, the gate, the guard shack, waiting to be called in, and he's going to be sitting there for a little while. Yes. I'm sorry, drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, you've got a couple um, other things around the side of, of your receiving dock there. On the side of the building, you've got a couple of like box trucks, I think, yes. uh, that represent a couple other lead measures that you've had in place. What was uh, one of those? One of those would be to enroll all new hires in Carrier's Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have done that successfully every week Good. to try to build the usage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one would be um, for this duration of 40, 40X each month for those that completed their monthly training They'd be put in a hat and be able to have the chance to win either a vacation date or um, a $200 gift card to Amazon. Yeah. Now, I'm because there may be some people listening here, although our listeners here are, are pretty savvy already. So uh, maybe they're not the, the, the audience that, that missed out on this. But if there is some of them listening saying, I didn't know there was any sort of drawings or giveaway. I didn't know there was an incentive for completing my training modules in, in Carrier's Edge. How are you uh, getting everybody informed about that? Um, we would send out um, some monthly reminders mm-hmm. to all drivers. Um, we also started calling drivers, um, those that were not engaged or even set up and using it, okay. um, to tell them over the phone. Yeah. This is what is out there, and most of them acted. Some knew, some did not. Yeah. So I think it's just, and then messages through the link and so forth. Yeah. I know working in communications that that's actually the biggest challenge is getting people to hear. So that's part of the podcast, for example. But so if you're listening right now and you haven't been engaged in Carrier's Edge, now's a good time to, to get get going in that. And maybe there might be some continuation of uh, prizes, drawings occasionally, maybe not regularly, but. Yeah, I, I'm not. That? I'm not aware of that. We haven't really talked about yep. pushing that beyond September. Um, but it's paid training, so it's ten dollars. That's already in place, right? That's the paid already training. In place, yes. Yep. So, can you can you describe that? What that looks like? The the, the paid part of it. The ten dollars per month for completing the, the training module on a monthly basis. We'll go back and pay one month prior to. Okay. Um, or previous month. Sorry. So so um, basically, like backtrack. Yeah, you, we'll you backtrack one back month. Pay. Yep. And so we. Because of our struggle trying to figure out a way to get our average to grow to that 75%, mm-hmm. we did kind of pause a month or so back and went through some um, kind of looking at influencers and what things can we do maybe that we already have in place to help 
push that needle mm-hmm. a little bit higher. Then this past month, we decided to utilize our road captains. Yeah, yeah. And so we have um, assigned basically um, all of our road captains, two, three, four drivers that have not used it at all, and um, reached out to them, gave them a phone call, tell them what it's about. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm just ready to check back in to see if those if that okay. helped. To see, see if that helped move that needle yeah. more. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, because I was going to ask what other things, because working to get past that 50% hump at this point, what are you seeing that needs to be done? And it sounds like at least you're trying some different yeah. avenues and, and, and ideas there. So, I, I have a feeling that some of it will just take a little bit of time to come through. Any new things just take a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but the fact that you've had 100% improvement, though, realistically from where you started from true, true. that's you know that's still impressive that's good uh, so i probably need to take that back to my team we didn't really think about that we were just thinking we were failing <laughs> but you still had a hundred percent that is true yeah and yeah. now from now so where you are now you just need another 20 or 50 percent improvement right so right. I'm, I'm not the best at math but hopefully Sounds no one's gonna good. like you know <laughs> give me any backlash on this but uh <laughs> so Let's talk about who your team members are okay. that, that that all put in effort here, helping create modules mm-hmm. and, and moving this needle and getting more involvement. Who else is on, on this uh, safety team? So in our safety development team would be Corey Adams, Dale Littlefield, Scott Herman, Jeremy Stickling, Rick Schmidt, and I guess myself. Am I missing somebody? <laughs> We apologize to the person we Sorry. forgot. No, no I, th- I think I think that's it, right? I think that's. I think uh, I got everybody. <laughs> so. and, and your your department's a little unique in that, and your team's unique in that. Each of you kind of have some sort of siloed functions. While you all work together for the bigger result, you kind of each have separate responsibilities that you're doing. Yeah. When going in and, and setting up this wig at the beginning was. Was it a challenge to figure out what what you guys were going to do, or did that kind of come fairly easily? Did you did you figure that out pretty quickly? We knew going in, we wanted to build Carrier's Edge and get away from, um, especially on the remedial side, get away from the paper shuffle mm. um, that's been going on since I've been here. And so I think that was this time around. I think was the best. Wig subwig mm-hmm. leads that we've that I've experienced anyway. As far as 40x, I felt like we had the most success, even though right. our made subwig is is not where we wanted it yeah. to be. So, as far as involvement from the team, then it sounds like you're saying that this the engagement was definitely up this time correct. around. Yes, that is correct. And I just remembered I m- forgot Mitch Davis. That was who we forgot. <laughs> That's who I forgot. He doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. He won't know. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> But yeah, I think we had the, just because we were motivated, we wanted to to see this happen and be a success. So yeah, I think we had there's a lot of lot of team effort. And, yeah. So that level of maybe there's more ownership in this. Mm-hmm, you felt yes. more ownership. I think that's one of the key pieces of mm-hmm. of a successful 40x run is, is having ownership. So yeah. uh, the more you can find something that you care about and you can influence mm-hmm. uh, the better off you'll be. And like I said, you've had success with this wig. Uh, there's definitely been improvement. You may not have hit the goal that you had. Maybe the goal was a little too much, but mm-hmm. I, 
personally, I still think it's probably reasonable to expect right. that you'd, you'd get to that. So, so at this point, I, I think the, the encouragement to anybody listening here is to spread the word about, you know, this, the training in carrier's edge and getting in there using this mm-hmm. tool. And uh, if you, if you're not familiar with it, get a hold of Peg or any of the other people Help that Peg you. mentioned and uh, get you set up and going. And yeah. Anything else you want to add? Are you looking forward to the next round of 40 X? I, I am. I've heard a little bit of what's going to maybe happen. And I think that's going to be another good one. It'll, it'll be neat. Uh, uh, we won't, I, everything right now is just kind of on the back end, still figuring out some of that stuff. So yes. uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, it could be interesting mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. So, but thank you, Peg, to you and your team for all of your efforts. I know you guys have tackled quite a bit in what you've done. So uh, excellent work to, to all of you. Tell your team that I said, great job. And we really appreciate uh, all of your efforts in in helping our company be a better place. Yeah, thank you, Philip. Yep. Thanks, Peg. <laughs> we're excited to find out the final numbers from this round of 40X later this week. And we're equally excited to introduce the next round and set some more great initiatives in motion. But until then... On behalf of the 40X coaches and leadership team, I want to say thank you to everyone involved in this 40X process for all your hard work and all your effort. You've truly made a difference and moved that needle. Great work, everyone. This week's feature exchange is with one of my favorite people, Calvin Foster. Unfortunately, I was unable to meet with Calvin when he was scheduled to come through the terminal, so I didn't get to do the interview with him, but Chris Vincent stepped in to chat with Calvin and had just a fantastic exchange. So I'll get out of the way here and let Chris take it the rest of the way. So enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's feature exchange. The normally soothing and docile tones of Philip Adams' voice have been supplanted by my gritty and grating words. I've been told that I've got a face for radio and a voice for print. But nevertheless, Philip was unable to be here today for this interview, and I must say I'm thrilled that I get to sit in and interview one of the finest humans that I know. I can truly say with no exaggeration that Calvin Foster is the embodiment of Matthew 28:19. He's taken the commandment of Christ to go out, teach all the nations, baptizing them in the wonderful name of Jesus, and make disciples of them quite literally, and does just that on a daily basis. Now, for those of you who haven't met Calvin... Words can hardly do him justice. In a nutshell, he has an intimidating presence with a wonderfully welcoming spirit, like a giant teddy bear. Is that a fair description, Calvin? Yeah, I would say so. You know, you know, uh, there's a lot of times, you know, people, they, uh, they see my tattoos, they see my size, get a little bit intimidated, but just within about the first 10, 15 seconds, like you said, I, I don't like to go out there and advertise, you know, being such a big teddy bear. But, um, you know, <clears throat> once people get to see my personality and see who I am, you know, it's usually pretty easy going. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely agree with that. So, you've been with News Bomb for how long now? Uh, in three weeks is my uh, six-year anniversary. Nice. Well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. I've been blessed to uh, be on my third brand new truck. Um, almost uh, right about a million miles, according to my calculations, as far as actual driven. I've kept in track of all my miles. Uh, been driving twenty-two years and. Uh, just about three and a half, almost four million miles total career since '98. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah, so, so, so tell us, tell us a bit about your testimony. You have a great story. Let's let's hear this, the story of how Calvin Foster came to be the man we see here today. <clears throat> well, to be honest with you, um, I started back here in uh, September 2013, and um, 
it was pretty much just a wing and a prayer. Um, I was on my third job and I was just searching for something, you know, in the trucking industry that was, um, you know, going to be fulfilling and definitely be a lifelong career. So I applied for News Bomb, got hired on one time. You know, I was going to be the first Texas driver that they were going to hire on and uh, whatnot. So we kind of went back and forth. And I was just a little bit nervous because it was one of the jobs. And you can agree, it just sounded too good to be true. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, after the second offer, really prayed about it, thought about it, talked to my wife and everything like that. And uh, I came into orientation and it was going to be my fourth job of the year. They really didn't want to hire me because, you know, just that inconsistent of job hopping. But I just, you know, really sold myself and told them, hey, I really was looking for a place to be. So when I got to orientation, um, you know, I came with about, I think it was $2 in my pocket, maybe 100 bucks left back at the house for the wife and the kids. And I just kept praying about it and saying, I can't fail my family. You know, this has got to be a go-go situation. And just putting Christ first in front of everything, praying, stepping out in faith, and uh, doing what I do best, and him doing what he does best. Uh, my career here in the last six years has just absolutely blown up. You know, I just, I've been blessed with three brand new trucks. Um, I'm in a lot of different programs, doing some mentoring and everything like that. And uh, it's just been incredible the way God's moved in my life and the way that, uh, you know, this company's just been such a blessing to my, my family and I. I couldn't agree more. Uh, now, about your family, you are married and have three? Yes, sir. Three kids. Two girls and one boy, uh, 14-year-old girl, six-year-old son, and a four-year-old nail. All going to school here next week, uh, pre-K, first grade, and first year of uh, high school. Nice. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. My wife's a stay-at-home mom. Um, she has her own uh, at-home uh, business, Banana Boco. There you go, honey. I dropped a, <laughs> That's dropped, a good, dropped a spot for you. Good plug. I like <laughs> yeah. it. That's good. Banana Boco, just as it sounds. So, yeah, she makes Haribo's and uh, does international orders uh, all over the country and as far as, you know, all over the world as well. So she's really gotten herself out there. So well, great. So what 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 attracted you to trucking? Because you're one of the the few people that we see that we really just don't hear from you um, unless there's just a real issue. You just you're out there running nonstop. So what what attracts you to that? I, honestly, at a young age, you know, my father he was a truck driver, and um, I didn't know him too well or anything like that. But I kind of still want to follow his footsteps as far as because you know I just I like to travel and always have liked to travel. So. Um, I don't know, just, uh, you know, just being able to get out and meet people and not being stuck at one spot at one time and everything. And then uh, 10 years ago when I gave my life to Christ and started going to church and everything, then I just figured, you know what, God's going to have a plan for me, whether I'm going to stay in trucking or I'm going to get out and do something, you know, in the ministry. And it just turns out that uh, the lower 48 states became my ministry, you know, being able to talk to people and, you know, pray with people and help people out and stuff like that. So um, what I consider, you know, what am I supposed to do out here? You know, the whole aspect changed. You used to be partying, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and now it's living for Christ and, uh, you know, being able to help people out and, uh, you know, just have a fulfilling life, you know, seeking up my eternal, eternal salvation. I love it. I love it. And I love the, the notion because a lot of people think that, you know, if you're a Christian, oh, life is stuffy and it's boring. We have we have just as much fun as the, the rock and roll people, you know. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good time. It really is. Now, you... You still have those yellow signs in your truck? Yes, I uh, hang some Bible verses in my windshield every night. It's just a testimony. You know, you never know who you uh, who you can witness to and who's just looking for that that word, you know, from the Bible. And, uh, you know, they're very uh, basic. And I knew you were going to ask me what they were probably, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I just I face them on the outside so much. It's, it's a verse out of Matthew and a verse out of uh, Romans. So, um, you know, that way just it's almost like a full-time witnessing. 
Yeah, so literally awake and asleep, you're still still witnessing. Yes, sir. And so many people do get hung up on that. If I'm not behind a pulpit, I don't have a ministry. Right. But you really can do it anywhere you go. God will give you everything you need. You just go out there and do it. Yeah, in the last uh, six years I've been here, I've visited uh, probably almost 45 different uh, Pentecostal churches, been a couple different revival services, a few other different things. So God's always put me in a place where he wanted me to be. I didn't understand the miles, the shortage of miles or anything like that, but I was patient. And I wanted to see what he had in store for me. And just great opportunities have opened up as far as, you know, receiving blessings, being able to give blessings, and, uh, you know, just making some uh, great new brothers in Christ. So That is great. Now, let me, let me tell you, I, I met Calvin for the first time ever. I was at my church here in Bloomington, and I was greeting that Sunday. And he comes walking up in the door. I thought I was getting mugged. I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> he came up, took his, his hand, shake my hand, and just engulfed my hand with his, and coolest coolest guy i have to know what are the most common questions that you get when you walk into some of these churches and these people say i mean do they just stare at you in awe or do you get like the how tall are you what is going on tell me the story about this tattoo or that tattoo it's honestly just uh it's a lot of hugs and handshakes you know because like i've always said a true christian will ever judge you from your outside because you want to be so full so full of uh so full of you know christ inside you that you want the people to see jesus first you want the people to see you know exactly who you are before you know they actually see on the outside because you know I used to want to portray that big scary man with all the tattoos, <laughs> the shaved head, the big beard, and the piercings and everything of that sort and whatever else. But uh, now I don't even worry about all that, all that facade or whatever else. You know I want people to see you know the spirit of Christ that lives inside me. I want that to come bursting out first. And there's folks you know they said I don't even see the tattoos, I don't see the big scary guy. I just see a man with a kind heart. You know, and I'm not just not being cocky, just, you know, yeah. or just from what people had said and what people have told me. So well, it's great. And it's a, it's a great transformation. It's a great story. Um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful witness. So you, you have a, a, a servant's heart. You also have a teacher's heart. You're all about helping sort of that next generation get trained up. What advice would you give some of the people who are new at New Spam, new to trucking even maybe, um, some of that just that general good, good quality life advice while on the road? Well, honestly, I would say uh, just take your time. Don't ever get a rush for anybody. Don't ever let any planners, dispatchers rush you around. Always take your time. You know, consistently trip plan. That's going a lot out by the window because people are just being GPS cowboys. You know, use every resource. GPS is a resource, but use every resource that you can. Call non-emergency, you know, police numbers to the town you're going to. Double, triple, check your route. You'll never get yelled at for calling the cops just to say, hey, I just want to make sure this is going to be okay. You can never trip plan too much. You can never look ahead too much. I'm on a dedicated run 3,000 miles a week. I still pull my map out twice, twice a week just to check on some different things, just to make sure nothing's, you know, changed, helping other people trip plan and uh, different things of that sort. Um, always stay well prepared. I'm home every weekend, but still I pack for two, two and a half weeks. You never know what can happen. The bottom could fall out. You know, your transmission could go out. You could get stuck in a shop for five, six days. You just, you know, always prepare. Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. I like it. Yes, now, sir. you are uh, a pretty big family man. How do you deal with being away from the family, and how do they deal with being away from you? And what are some things that you guys do to help make the distance seem a little less? Well, my, uh, all my kids have grown up, you know, with me being in trucking, you know, their entire lives. So we've just always made it special as far as um, – you know, the time that I come home, you know, I'm 110% about my kids. We're either at the house, you know, doing stuff, or we're at church. 
And, you know, I just don't have a lot of friends who I run around with and everything. But the people that I do run around with, they're people from church that also have kids. So it's always just in a, in a great environment, a great setting and whatnot. But whenever I'm out on the road, we do a lot of FaceTiming, a lot of Facebook, um, you know, interactions back and forth, continuously sending pictures and stuff like that. And we just count down the days. Now that I'm not over the road and I'm home every weekend, we can count it down from the time I tuck them in a Sunday night and I leave. Hey, five more days, daddy's going to be home. I'm getting that call tomorrow. Four more days, daddy's going to be home. You know, I got to trick them up every once in a while to where if I'm supposed to get home on a Friday night, not till Saturday morning, so they don't call me a liar. <laughs> I got to just kind of mix it up a little bit. I'll say, no, yesterday was day three. No, today's day three, you know. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, there's, uh, that's about what we do there. I love it. I love it. Let's let's do this. I love I love getting to talk to you. You're a gem. You really are. Um, you got all these ears listening to you right now on this podcast. What is one thing that you, Calvin Thomas Foster the Third, is mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. would love to tell the people? Honestly, and this is just from uh, my perspective, and it's the first thing that comes to my mind when uh, with that question is, stay prayed up. You never know when you're going to draw that last breath. Consistently stay prayed up. Don't have any hate in your heart. And always forgive others. You know, I know that sounds so cliche, but it's the absolute truth. You know, on the average, there's 15,000 people that don't wake up the next morning. What, and what if you were only blessed with what you were thankful for the night before? You know, how would it be? Um, you know, just that's it in a nutshell. You know, just consistently, uh, consistently stay prayed up regardless of, you know, what you believe in or, you know, what you don't or whatever. You know, just uh, go to bed with a clean heart, um, you know, not having any hate in your heart and, uh, you know, just being thankful for everything that you do have, even though it may not be what you what you want, but just be thankful for what you do have. I love it. Calvin, as always, a pleasure. Thank you very much, and you stay safe out there, my friend. All right, thank you. I really appreciate your time. God bless. You too. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.